It's hard to feel free when the world is crashing down around us and we're shut up in our homes practicing social distancing. But you don't have to feel trapped. You can write your way to freedom. Welcome to the Right Away Podcast. Hello, friends. It is July 4th, 2022, as we are recording. I'm JP Reinflush with my co-host, Chris Kane. And we are batch recording uh, because good old Chris has some travels to do. Uh, so you can hear our updates on the previous episode. But this week we wanted to look at the comments we've had on our websites. On episode 99, which is how do you capture your reader's attention? Our friend Tom uh, said, one, the Matt Bird book is really great. 100% agree. But he says, because he writes crime novels that lean on the thriller side, he likes chapter one to be a Bond-style action piece, just showing the character in mortal peril to get the juices flowing. And he says, I see no reason why you can't just call your prologue chapter one. And I think in the most in most circumstances, he's correct. I did have a series of books where the prologue needed to be the prologue because it was the only chapter not in our dueling narrator POV. So we had first person between the two romance leads, except for that first chapter, which was an insight into the person they were going to be saving throughout Mm -hmm. the rest of the book. And it was in third person. But a lot of it just depends on the structure of your novel. If you're doing a first person story, most of the time you can just jump in and go. I think these are just all tools for sure. 100%. Like we almost in our book with um that i have with abe uh we almost made chapter one a prologue but then we mm-hmm. decided uh on renaming it chapter one simply because of the pace of the whole story and sometimes seeing that prologue gives you that i don't know if you'd call it a moment of breath or whatever but um the whole purpose in my mind for prologues is it is a way to show an aspect of the world so that when you get to chapter one your reader is aware that there is gap of time until you reach that level. So let's say like any sort of Harry Potter or magical thing. I don't know if it is actually called prologue or not, but basically when they drop off Harry Potter at the doorstep, it's not really part of the main story, but it is a way to show the magic of the world and show how things started and then begin at the uh, Dursley home in the mundane world. Yeah, I think that they just use the chapter names. They don't do prologue. For sure. But that's a really good example of what Tom was talking about. Yeah, yeah. And it is chapter one. But again, like, that could easily be a prologue. For sure. And then one of our patrons, Mary, on episode 98, which was the book club three-story method writing scene, said it was a very interesting, helpful discussion. Which, thank you, Mary, for commenting. One of these days, we will get you in on the live recording. (laughs) Yes, yes. Schedules have not worked out yet. No. We are kind of chaos demons, but we're trying. Yeah, we have plans to sit down and plan ahead very soon, and we're going to see how well that goes. Very, very soon. I'm just yeah. joking, because like, I think we wanted to do We've got a month and a half. Yeah, we've been, planning, we've been planning on planning for a while, but now we've set ourselves a deadline on when we need to plan. So Absolutely. that shows you how we so. roll. Okay, this week card is the devil. Would you give a description of the card, JP? Absolutely. Okay, so for the devil, for upright keywords, we have shadow self, 
attachment, addiction, restriction, and sexuality. In reversed, it is releasing limiting beliefs, exploring dark thoughts, and detachment. Uh, so devil card in the old school version shows Baphomet, a creature that is half man and half goat. Uh, that represented the balance between good and evil, male and female, human and animal. A lot of tarot cards involve a lot of balance, if you couldn't tell. Um, and it has been linked to the occult and becoming like the scapegoat for all things considered evil. Uh, the devil has wings of a vampiric bat, an animal that sucks the lifeblood out of its prey. Um, again, just showing what happens when you give in to your raw desires. And this one is a wild card, more or less. So I am excited to talk about it. Yeah, the question we came up with for our writing focus is how do you write complex characters? And this actually came up because the kind of the keyword that popped out at you is faults or weaknesses. Mm-hmm. It did. Um, it did. And my SEO brain was like, all right, how do we SEO you this? But uh, complex characters, because I believe it is the faults and the limitations and the weaknesses that do make our characters complex. So how do you go about figuring these out for your characters, JP? So I, because I've been planning this publish in six, and I know that your question of what does the lie your character believe is like one of the things that you nearly start with. And I think that's one of the things I end with, which is weird. Um, because I focus on the story and how to create characters based off of what theme I'm trying to go for. Um, so with this publish in six, I'm just gonna look over my whiteboard. I'm using the needs that are affection, identity, and protection to really define uh, what kind of story I'm going for. So affection, because it's a little romancy, identity, because it's all about discovering oneself, and then protection, because it's the means in which uh, this these core group of three witchy characters are protecting their community. Um, and so I'm looking for aspects of what does that mean when you're in this protector role and maybe you either don't want it or you're, you're not ready for that challenge. And then I think about what flaws flow in with that. Well, taking from personal experience, like putting into a leadership role, is that something I really want to do? Or am I someone that wants to sit back and the guy the background? Uh, what kind of flaw is there when there's a call to action and you don't want to take it? Um, because you just don't want to. You're like, I don't want to be that person. So like, you're almost that reluctant hero. Uh, so those are the kind of flaws that I think about is what develops that character and what's the story behind it. And I'm still working through that as I'm writing, but that's my process, I think, is I take that the core theme and I break it down into what makes the character not want to do that, and then what's going to push them to do it. Yeah, in romance, I, I think I do come to the lies a little bit backwards, because in romance, it's always this balance of opposites, right? If you have a character who is really strong in one thing, the other character is probably going to be weak in it. Or the beliefs that they have are going to um, conflict and 
heal each other. So if you have one character who believes that they can't trust anyone because everyone's out to get something, then your other character is going to be someone who probably believes in giving free, freely with no strings attached. And they, But their weakness might be that they give too much. So you take that strength and take it to an extreme often to a point where it causes faults. They give too much, they don't know when to stop, they don't have very good personal boundaries. While the other person probably has way too strong of personal boundaries and doesn't allow them a lot of intimacy and connection in their life. And so then you take those two characters who you've just made complex by balancing them against each other and having strengths that turn into weaknesses and then throw them at each other and be like, all right, figure things out. I love that. Um, also thinking of, I think it's like the emotional wound thesaurus. I'm just going to highly recommend, again, one shop's one stop for writers.com. Um, because I don't have the book on hand, but that website has all of the, or however it thesaurus is. Um, and is uh, Latin? that one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Thesaurus, th- thesaurus Um. Anyways. Um, oh, I just broke my brain. So that website has really good resources for all of the things, the emotional thesaurus, the emotional wound thesaurus. And it's a really good way to figure out what your flaws are. If you think about what those wounds are and how to convey that, that story, that's my next step. Uh, even though I've started drafting, I like doing these pieces as I go because through the process of writing the story, I feel like I learn the character more and then I just go back in and make some edits, but, um, I'm not in their head yet and just got through the first chapter um, and I'm sitting in this character's head and I just need to need that one more chapter to really get to know them. And then I feel like I can go back and be like, okay, well now I need to know your backstory. And you know what? I think often that I don't actually start with the character's wound. I think as we've been talking, I think I do start with an idea of what's their strength, what makes them attractive to the reader or just attractive as a human, like what makes them interesting. And that's often their strength from the, from the first, like when you think about like when you meet a stranger, one of the first things you notice is what they're good at often, unless they're really annoying. And then you're going to notice the annoying things. But Wherever you start, whether it's with the strength or whether it's with the flaw or wound, I think you do have to then move and say, okay, what is the related strength or weakness? And then also, what is the unrelated strength or weakness? Because we're all strong at multiple things and they don't always have to be linked, but the there's going to be a power in having a strength that taken too far is a weakness but then also have other strengths to balance it out. And that's how I look at it. So whether I look at the flaw first or whether I look at the the strength first, it's like, okay, so on the flip side, it's not the flip side would be the opposite, but taking this to its other value, very much the way tarot cards are, the internal, external, positive, negative, but not really. This is the weakness. What is that when it is at its strongest point? And I, if you're a fan of Clifton strengths, these are referred to as balconies and basements. And depending on where you're at and your acceptance of your different strengths, sometimes you're at the balcony, you're using it to its fullest capacity, you're not letting yourself get slowed down by its snares, or you're in the basement where you are just living in the worst aspects of that strength. Um, For instance, one like input is a strength where you like to gather a lot of information. When you're in your balcony, when you're in your strong spot as an input person, you're gathering information, you're storing it, and you're putting it to use. 
when you're at your basement, you are mindlessly doom scrolling social media. Stop calling me out. (laughs) (laughs) That ideation input right there. You're mindlessly doom scrolling and you're not doing anything with the information that you're gathering. It's not necessarily even useful to you. It's just, you're just downloading and doing nothing. And it doesn't make you feel any better because you're in your basement. You're not utilizing the information that you've added. I think that's why I send you so many TikToks. That's my way of outputting my input. (laughs) Wonderful. That is 100% true. Uh, so that just, that was like a punch to the but throat. throat. Um, and I think, so yeah, so with your flaw, you need to think about what, when is this flaw a strength? Because if your character has that flaw, most likely they also have that strength. It is hard to, to 100% sit in the flaw. Or you can take them from the flaw to the strength of that thread so if your character is someone who has really strong personal boundaries and doesn't like let work take over their life but the downside is that they also don't let people into their life then you're going to move them from that flaw to the strength of being able to open the door when as it's needed and let down those boundaries somewhat definitely that's a good way to look at it i have to I still need to develop the flaws of my characters and I like the idea of how to use those flaws as strengths. Yeah. I'm I don't really know with the cozy mysteries that are bouncing around in my head or not cozy mysteries, cozy fantasies and them being more like lighthearted and in some ways less growth less internally growth oriented the way that I've been imagining them. I don't know how that plays out as much with the complex characters. I think part of what people go to cozy fantasy for is a much slower movement of growth that your character starts in a probably fairly decent place and then moves slowly to a not so different space but a good space so we're not moving from Mm -hmm. like deep in the flaw to at the strength of the flaw but we're moving from we're not at our best selves but we're moving to a better self yeah i'm curious I probably should just have a whole like sidebar of learning how to tell low stakes stories. Definitely need that. As I'm learning how to tell low stakes stories, I'm like, I know how to tell high stakes stories. Like the action, like genre fiction teaching is all about how to tell high stakes stories. There's very little information on how to tell low stakes stories that aren't super literary. And that's yeah. what I want to do. I almost not literary. I almost low have stakes. to like. Yeah, I almost have to like look at like the Japanese Kitun show mm-hmm. Ketsu. I think I did that. I think I might have said that wrong. But either way, where it is a different setup completely in a way of storytelling, I almost have to look at that in order to figure out cozies. Yeah. We'll be back with more information about low stake stories on a different Indubitably, episode. that wasn't that wasn't the flaw part, but we still got mm-hmm. there. Um, yes. So, I guess as a question to our listeners, how do you write complex characters and specifically your flaws, flawed characters? Delightful. We are about to go record our Patreon episode, which is focused on business. And in this episode, we'll be discussing how using a pen name can be freeing. Thank you so much for joining us each and every week, and we will be back next week. See you later. <laughs>